Well, hello and welcome to Crossroads 98 podcast. I'm Steve Hollis. Across from me is Eddie Hammond. And we are glad that you've uh, chosen to come on in and listen, sit down a spell with us uh, as we uh, chit-chat. Uh, I see that beautiful cubby's hat on your head. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I see that. That's, I, uh, I looked in the closet this morning. It was either that or that Dodgers hat. And I know that Dodgers hat's newer, but I just I just couldn't wear it today for some okay. reason. It's okay. It's so, okay. I, I, I do like that uh, those beautiful red, blue, and white colors on your head there, bud. And you know, I <laughs> I thought about as we, we do podcasts, and it seems to keep protect innocent people we use a lot of code talk oh yeah code language code yeah so quote unquote quote, i'm gonna code. i'm gonna come up with a list of code words that <laughs> if anybody wants wants this list to have it in front of them when we do our podcast oh. to know exactly who we're talking about I, I might they'll have to come and see me and give it i'll give it to them personally but oh anyhow that's where i'm at on that i see okay well uh i'm i'm That'll be interesting. <laughs> I think there's maybe going to be three names on it. So oh, I, <laughs> it's not going to be a long list. Okay, okay. Well, uh, we are really grateful that you are here today, and uh, we don't mean to inundate with uh, this podcast with the baseball talk, uh, so we won't go any further uh, now with that. But um, it is true that uh, we do like to have a good time here. And um, one of the things for sure is we do love to laugh, mm, and uh, God has uh, brought the joy into our life, and we want to share that with you and talking about some relative good stuff. Well, it's rainy here today. I don't know where you're at, but we do hope that, that you're well, and uh, your weather is... Yeah, we, we kind of needed the rain. The farmers were probably hoping the Yeah, well, I didn't need it. It makes my stick and grass grow. So. Oh, well, that's true. Oh, but, yeah, well, so that's our, our wonderful farmers here in the area, though, yep. they are they are much in need of of that. So, uh, but, and I know you know that, too. But um, anyway, um, Pastor, what, what else is happening in your life here? Well. A lot, huh? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm still trying to get rid of that cold and it keeps coming back on me sometimes. But uh, other than that, it's, you know, doing messages and praying for people and trying to stay positive in a somewhat negative world. You know, I hear a lot of people say they don't watch the news, but uh, it yeah, there's sure not a lack of things to pray about. Amen. It's what we talked about in men's group this morning that... Uh, you know, we we face reality, and we, especially us Americans, we're pretty spoiled. We we always try to make things better, and that's not a bad thing. But as we get closer and closer to those eastern skies splitting and Jesus hollering at us and taking us out of here, uh, I'm not a negative person, but I, I don't think things as a whole is going to get better within the context of the world. But, and it goes into this message: What is worldliness? It seems like it's becoming more and more apparent. That the world hates Jesus Christ and it hates the church. Well, that's right. And and our voices being squeezed out yeah. is the problem. And the and the word says that, right? I mean, we yeah, exactly. we we've we've been warned, we've been told. I say warned, but we've been we've been uh, the understanding is is that this world does hate uh, the holiness and the purity of Jesus uh, and God the Father and the Holy Spirit's work. That um, it's. Um, in, in other in, in 
lack of better words, uh, babble to them. It's it's confusion. It's stupidity, so they say. And and uh, the fact is, is that it's the opposite. Without Jesus, without God, uh, the foolish. But in this whole scheme of things, yeah. it should draw us closer and closer to Jesus. Absolutely, because He is our rock. He's Absolutely. the one that's going to get us through this. That our outward circumstances can be chaos, but within inside, within our hearts and our mind, we can be at total peace because we know Jesus. Uh, is our Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit is within us. And regardless of what's happened in Christ, it's going to be all right. Right. So, well, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll get right into the podcast. Let me have a word of prayer, and and let's just talk a little bit more about that. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast that goes out, and may the words be uh, your words, truthful uh, as as they can be from our lips. Um, and so, Lord, that's what we want. We want uh, to shine your light and and um, and talk about these relevant things in our lives, our daily living that that hold um, true to your word and, and things that, that how you direct and guide us. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would guide us, Holy Spirit. Thank you for doing that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you talked about what is worldliness uh, this last Sunday, and you went into talking about the different aspects. And so if, as, we, as we talk about he that is in the world, being um, uh, Satan and evil, and uh, he that is in us, being those that have accepted Jesus, those that have that have uh, embraced the godliness of, of our Father, uh, on a journey with that, that he that is in us, being God, mm-hmm. is greater than he that is in the world. So this worldliness thing, let's talk about that a little bit today. Well, and I think one of the, the, the dangers sometimes in that is you know, like I talked about, everybody's got, a, maybe not everybody, but denominations and churches have their own definition of what worldliness is. But when you boil it right down, you, and that's when the legalistic part comes out, because some will say, well, you know, following Christ is just this list of rules and regs, and you break those rules, you're out, and on and on, mm. and you can go in a lot of different directions. But mm-hmm. what it is, legalism is putting law over over the gospel. Right. The good news that Jesus, what Jesus say, I come to set the captives free, right. liberate, right. put freedom in our lives. <laughs> and how many times have we, because because as we've we've gone through, whether we're reading the the, the Bible and then being taught and, and, and processing through all of this, whether it's uh, sometimes even in the church. In fact, a lot of times um, uh, in church that we have come come back and around to our thoughts and we say um it it oh i can't and i i I shouldn't and and this and that and there are some definite things that we need to be careful for oh we we need to be yeah you just but there's more freedom in christ than there is this this constraining factor that that's not a part that's not a part of it it freedom meaning the the spirit is free the understanding of well, and he will remind us if we get out of line. We don't need no. a piece of a, a paper or people stand pointing fingers. You, you know, amen. You know, and that's why Paul said in Philippians two twelve, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. That is why we can't work out. I can't work out anybody else's. Right. You know, and you know, in that first uh, worldliness isn't something external. Uh, it we can't tell if a person's worldly really by looking at them it's what's inside it's what's in the heart and you know judging a book by its cover you know when uh, 
Britain's Got Talent and Susan Ball came out on the stage, that that panel pretty much gave her the thumbs down, the way she looked and the way she acted. Mm. So, man, this woman, she's... And then she sang, and she sang like an angel. And that, that was one of my, watching Simon's face, that was, uh, that was, because uh, he had misjudged her. And I think yeah. we do that. It's not, we're not God. We can't say who's in, who's not. That's right. That is exactly right. Not, uh, not saying that we as believers put out this witness that we have to, you know, be careful. But nonetheless, we can't tell by looking at somebody just by looking at them yeah i mean god uh the the word gives us a warning on on uh causing our our brother or sister to stumble you know or those around us right so yeah exactly oh man and it's a big warning i mean i'd rather have a millstone and that's why paul said i have the freedom to do anything i want but i choose not right because of that right Right. That was the point. It's huge. It's huge. And secondly, worldliness isn't based on preference, tradition, or feelings. You know, we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about music and church. Some right. prefer this, some prefer that. God's not interested in the voices or the instruments as much as he's interested in the heart of the worshiper. That's right. Do, are you bringing, a, you, bring, you bringing a heart of worship to God? Right. You know? And it's uh, not just on Sunday morning, is no, it? No, it's mm-hmm. 24-7. It's, it's, 24/7. Yeah. it's uh, what, what are we doing with our attitudes? What are we doing with that bitterness that we have against the person? What is it? Is it being freed because of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. or are we harboring it? Yeah, things yeah. like things like that. And then, thirdly, worldliness is something geographically or variable. If it's worldly here, it's worldly anywhere in the mm-hmm. world. It doesn't matter where it's at. If that's uh, you know, in John First uh, John two fifteen and sixteen implies that the essence of worldliness is an attitude of the heart. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, they will they love the love of the Father is not in them. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. You know, and that's what I said about Satan, he makes mud look good. Hmm. And Hebrews five nineteen. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And that, and that's you know, he does. He makes things of the world. Man, the world that we live in, it. We breathe the air. We're here. It's hard not to get attached. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you <laughs> know, how many times do people cuddle up? And I'll give you just an analogy, right? Cuddle up with cactuses and briars, and think that it's uh, something that they just have to. They're, you know. At first, it was kind of rough going or whatever. Next thing they know, they're they're cuddling up to that rather than the freedom of Christ. Yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Yeah, whether we call it mud or whether we call it uh, this this wool blanket that is scratching us yeah. and and I mean I, whatever you know. I'm just trying to make some yeah, some points exactly. here, but man, he does. He tries to make it look so good and appeasing, you know, uh, pleasing to our eye rather. Well, yeah, it, that's. It's crazy. That's exactly right. No, I, I talk about the world. It's it's like the smog that hangs over L.A. and now it looks like the, all the cities in China. If you ever see any mm. pictures of that, you breathe it, and if we breathe enough of it, it'll it'll choke out the spiritual air that we need to be breathing, and it like chokes our spirit to death. And that's uh, that you know that's part of the that's part of the problem with that. He gives two positive commands in that in that passage in, in Hebrews 12. The, the positive commands grow out of verse 14. Pursue peace 
with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord, you know, be at peace. Paul yammered that over incessantly. Don't fight. Be on one mind. Be on the same page. Get along. Try to get along for the sake of the gospel and, you know, for the witness of the church. And then uh, secondly, we talked about this last week, or you did quite a bit about sanctification, a setting apart. Um, one thing about it, when we live for Christ at school, uh, in public, on the workplace, it, it won't be long till we're set apart because we stand for something that the world does not. Mm -hmm. And we will be like a day versus night or a sore throat. We'll stick out. And I think there's a time is coming if it's not come for most of us already. The, the Holy Spirit's going to call us to stand up and speak out mm -hmm. against what's going on in our world. Mm -hmm. And it's not what we say, it's what God says. We don't right. speak for ourselves. Yeah, and you know, when we talk about that, and you know, we read that verse there, pursue peace with all men. Pursue peace. Okay, that's the first part of that, that scripture. Uh, pursue peace with all men and the sanctification of this, the, the uh, being set apart uh without that which no one will see the lord it, it it's the fact is is that it's you've mentioned it before oil and water uh you've you've mentioned the dark and light we've we've talked about that um but this very interesting thing here where our testimony and then our standing up yeah doesn't we don't have to scream and yell over uh facebook but we can make a statement and we can do it to pursue peace. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be things that are not going to be peaceful. You mentioned, you're, you're kind of mentioning that, you know, because we, we realize that when the receiving party receives an opinion or, or a fact as what we know that the Word says, and that's the truth, and therefore they, they will try to say, well, that's your opinion, yeah. that's, and that's fine in and, 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 and some whatever form, but... Isn't it interesting, and we've talked a little bit about this, that the world right now, the worldliness, and I don't mean for it to be such a vast, heavy craziness, but there is, it is out there, and but they wanna they wanna argue their fact so much to uh, to such a point that there is no discussion. It's now becoming my way is the right way, and you have to be, quiet. and you have to be quiet. Yeah. And that's yeah, the that's, silence that's that is trying problem. to happen. They're trying to silence. But do not waver, folks. Do not uh, allow your yourself to be versed in the Word. Um, you know, being that and the Holy Spirit leading you. That's what fights the temptations, the the worldliness that kinds to tries to come in and steal your joy. Mm -hmm. Tries to tries to put lies in you that that says, well, you know what, this is just too hard, i got to give up, I'm, I'm just going to give in. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Hold strong. Yeah. Well, then there's the positive commands and the negative. There was three of them. In Hebrews 12, 15, and 16, See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up causes trouble, and by it, by many, and by it many be defiled, that there be no immoral or godless person like Esau who sold his own birthright for a single meal. You know, don't let anybody come short of grace. God wants us full of grace. He wants us to live in His grace. I think part of the problem in that sometimes is that we um, take advantage of it. 
The second warning, don't allow bitterness to take root. And boy, you know, like I said, we, we've all seen what, what bitterness can do mm. in a person's life and how it affects them. And, uh, and that's a pretty, pretty bad witness for the church if you've got a follower of Christ that's bitter. Um, How do, um, let me just ask a question, let me interject. I think bitterness is a big, a very big deal um, and something that needs to be addressed because it goes and seeps out into gossip, it goes out and mm, seeps out boy. into to assumptions and things. What, what do you feel that a Christian that, is, that has been hurt by a loved one, a family member, uh, maybe continues to get that process hurt by a friend uh, thought they were a friend i mean these different things right you have these different areas of bitterness you know maybe a boss of that looked over you five times now and uh, i mean there's, there's just so many different areas right pastor what what would be the initial step in recognizing bitterness trying to seep itself toxic ways into your life well it's like you said against these people you have ill feelings mm-hmm the first step of healing of that, and I know this is going to sound bizarre, you go to that person and ask forgiveness. Mm. And that sounds bizarre. Yeah, cause and it, say, because it, seemed, right. it opens that door. Sure. You know, say, you know, you really hurt me, and I don't know if you realize it or not, but I've harbored bitter feelings against you, mm. and now I need to ask for your forgiveness. Yes. That's my first step of healing. That's and it. whether they acknowledge it or not, you got it. You got that monkey off your back. That's right. You put it on them. Oh, that's 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 great. And then that's whatever they do with it. Mm-hmm. But boy, once you do that, you're doing. That's why I really believe that's you know, I think the scripture teaches that. Well, that's, that's and it feels so odd, doesn't it? Because when we talk about this, we feel like they need to step up oh, and do yeah. their it's, job. It's to, not fair. To come to us. That's it. That's, that's, that's the words, right? It is not fair. That's it's it. unjust. But that's the way grace works. That's it's way, unmerited favor. That's the way grace works. That's the way God worked with Jesus Christ. We didn't deserve this. Mm, no, we he should. He could have been. And not a loving God would have chosen to do it. He would have destroyed us. Yeah. Because yeah, we don't deserve just, what we got, what we get right. from Christ. Yeah, you know, well, exactly thank you for right. sharing that. I think that that's something that of relevancy that we need to hear, right? Well, the third warning was about Esau, that Esau was not spiritual, and in, in that, uh, he lost his birthright. And I think that's the importance of birthright. You, a father can only do that. In, in, in those days with God, he, it was that important that Isaac, when he gave that to his, uh, his sons, the, it was supposed to be the firstborn. And old Jacob was a weasel. He weaseled in there. He tricked his brother, but his brother was too stupid. He took a bowl of soup instead of getting the blessing that he deserved. But it was so important that once Isaac laid that on Jacob, it was over. You couldn't go back and change it. Yeah. That, that tells you something about God. God doesn't go back on his word. Yeah. He just It just doesn't happen that way. We want him to. We want it to be wishy-washy that can change on and every. But he don't. God's unchanging. He so, didn't change. So in this in this light of what you're mentioning in 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 the everyday right now life aspect, you know, from what I'm hearing from you mentioning that is the living for the immediate, the now, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than oh yeah, well what is to what you can see in the plans that the Lord has for you or what could be. Trusting him with the unknown future, looking beyond the immediate. It's exactly right, because in in that, 
and all of us, I'm sure, like I said, we've got consequences that we've created that we'll live with our whole life. We can't erase them. Yeah. And I think there's, t- and that was the thing of, you know, thinking these things through before you do them. Mm. Yeah. And that's that, you know, that, that first one uh, we talked about, adjust our pace after starting the race. And it's not a 50-yard dash. You've got to look the long haul, just like you said. And then secondly, imagine the consequences before you commit. Mm-hmm. That's a- you know, you think about that in the throes of sin. You're, 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 all you're thinking about is that sin. But you don't think about what that could cause and how many people you could hurt or destroy. Man, there's a lot of destroyed lives that wouldn't be there if, if the person, before they committed whatever it was, thought it through, what the end result could be, you know. You know, worldliness as a mentality, it's a mentality which discounts or denies Christ as Lord. Mm-hmm. That's what worldliness is. Right. We're not going to listen to you, Jesus. We're going to go ahead and do what we want. Right. That, that's just, you know... Oh, that, that's what it is. So, how do you resist it? You, you need to adjust your pace. You need to look around, see who's running with you, help each other along the way, pick each other up, dust each other off, maybe put some band aids on your skin knees. And maybe you can encourage them as you listen to their counsel and realize that we're not running alone. And then we've got to imagine the consequences and our actions when we live in this life but I think sometimes we we see ourselves and we're so selfish that all we see is ourselves and what it means to us not what it means to those around us so yeah well I, I think that's some in, pretty big stuff I think that's interesting really in, in, in in Hebrews he goes the writer goes from this about worldliness and then he switches and he goes to our awesome and consuming God. Mm. <laughs> He's bringing in the power of God. Right. And here's this is interesting how he does that. He he, he uses contrast. He, he he contrasts the old covenant with the new, and he uses two mountains. He uses Mount Sinai, and he uses Mount Zion. Now Sinai, I I tell you, if I want, you know, if it. In reading the scripture, if I want to feel the power and the awesomeness and the awe of God, I read Moses' account when in Exodus when God was on Mount Sinai. An animal, anybody touched that mountain, they died instantly. Hmm. That's pretty. Wow. And, and, and it's the Jews, the, the Israelites were scared to death because it was the fire had come down and thick clouds and rumbling and the fire. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you're outside when it thunders or lightnings, you can almost feel it in you, goes through you. Mm-hmm. I, I, these people cowered in fear because they saw the power of God uh, firsthand. And if I want to, if I really want to be inspired that way, I read that passage, but then. You go to Mount Zion, and it's it you know it, it it's different. It, the writer leads us down a path which passes by two mountains. The first is Mount Sinai, where Moses received the stone tablets and the law. And it, it, yeah, here's what I was talking about. You know, Exodus twelve eighteen through twenty one. 
For you have not come to a mountain that may be touched, and to a blazing fire, and to darkness and gloom and whirlwind, and to the blast of a trumpet and the sound of words which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further word would be spoken to them. For they could not bear the command. Even if a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. Mm. That is what, and oh, if, if, if we as believers could get a glimpse of the majesty and power and glory of, a God, of God, I think it would drive us on our face. Right. I think it'd drive us on our face. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then the writer uses Sinai to represent the law and all of its requirements. So, and then he goes into uh, Mount Zion in, uh, in, in Hebrews 12, 22 through 24. And I just kind of want to let folks know this is, uh, this is in the sermon that's coming. Yeah, this is this coming uh, this Sunday. Is, uh... But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are rolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. See the contrast between Sinai and, <laughs> right. and, and Mount Zion. But this scenic mountain symbolizes the presence of the Almighty. It is a landscape terraced with the hierarchy of heaven, verdant with affection and affirmation, and redolent with righteousness. You see, you see, you see the difference. And uh, in verse 25 through 29, this is this is the warning that the writer of Hebrews puts in there. He said, "See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking." Well, he's saying, "Listen, to the Holy Spirit, don't refuse His word to you." For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less shall we escape who turn away from him who warns us from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then. By now he was promised, saying, Yet once I shall shake not only the earth, but also mm. heaven. Mm. And this expression, you once, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken and have created things in order that those which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Mm-hmm. I like that. Remember there was... Oh, yeah, Third Days. Yeah. In fact, I, I had considered... Man, I love that song. Uh, I love yeah, that song. Yeah, it's uh, such a good song. Our God is a consuming you, fire, that is you, for uh, sure. So yeah. that's kind of where we're going with that. And, you know, with those warnings, God gives us warning. Uh, from his megaphone, so to speak, don't refuse whom is speaking, listen up. And then secondly, from God's megaphone, the positive, let us show gratitude. You know, and that's that's, that's where it is. Mm. Yeah, that's a great passage of scripture. And then, you know how I put this sermon together weeks ago, but nonetheless, you bring it out and you go over it and you change some things. And and here here's something that that struck me this morning and I was looking at that date. This Sunday is the 77th anniversary of the Normandy invasion, also known as Operation Overlord or D-Day. Most celebrate D- It's the most celebrated day of the war, actually. And, and I, I added this, the Holy Spirit did, actually. Perhaps today, June 6, 2021, could be your D-Day. 
when the Holy Spirit of the living God stormed the beach of your heart, and you've maybe you've never accepted Christ, and I go into mm. talking about that to get people to think about yes. that. Yes, yes. You know, that's the point. He wants, he wants to be our Savior. He wants to come into our life to give us hope and purpose. And, and you know, we challenge people with that, but again, it's up to them. You know, we talked about that, uh, the limits that we have as believers. We talked about that in men's group this morning that, God expects us to do what he has called us to do and nothing more. Such as the disciples were to spread the seed. It wasn't their responsibility to stick that in somebody's heart and make it take root. That was God's. Mm -hmm. That is our responsibility to spread the seed. Now, as Paul said, Paul planted, Apollos come along and watered it, but God gave the increase. Yeah. That's the point. We're used at different stages in people's lives. That's, That's right. the point it is. But, and, but the point is, is doing, listen to God when he comes to us to do that. Because mm -hmm. he does, I think, for all of us, he sets up windows of opportunity and divine appointments. And I think too many times we miss them, myself included perhaps, but we miss that. Right. We're too busy doing what we want or whatever, if that makes any sense. And I think that as we are staying sensitive to his word and uh, staying sensitive to uh, and how we go about our, each of our day, right? So spending time, uh, some time in the word and, and spending time in prayer and, and, and meaning that uh, taking a chance to, I say chance, but taking those times to speak to the Lord, to, to just, and do it, do it through the day, right? Mm -hmm. Speak to him, just let him. Let him speak to you and um, and listen. But those sensitive times are those moments where the Holy Spirit uh, nudges and woos yeah. you into um, maybe sending out a text. And I know that we've said that yeah, many we've times seen that here. A lot, but, but it's important. But it's so important. It's so important. It's what does spread the seed. It does spread the testimony of our own lives. It it does continue to reflect the love of Jesus. Yeah, and it happens pretty much every day if you listen. That's right. You'll get a. You just get a. A thought in your mind, say, you know what? I th I need to, I need to text him and just encourage him. And and we're not the ones to determine. You just said this too. We, we are the ones to stay obedient. Then God determines how He continues it on, whether it's with yeah, you. that's exactly right. Or whether whether it's with an with that own person, as their mind then grabs that or or goes beyond it. But you're just being obedient with that first that's action, it. and that continuation. Then uh, and sometimes it again. I say. Sometimes you're the one that does disciple and does a little bit more yeah. with that individual, but sometimes it's somebody else. Yeah, it is. And That's just continues to through. Well, and that keeps us from taking the credit. That's right. Yeah. All glory to God. Sometimes for we, sure. We want to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a great word, Pastor, and thank you so much for both these sermons, uh, the one that was and the one that is coming. And uh, why don't you have a word of prayer for us? Lord, I realize that uh, we have crowded our lives so busy that uh, sad to say you're you're in it but you're not a priority and uh, even in that busyness lord if we're in, in tune with you 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 use us uh, wherever we're at or whoever we're with so i just pray for uh, all these listeners lord that uh, you're where they need to be in their heart and uh, we think about worldliness as we breathe it in and breathe it out that that we do have some filters that it doesn't stick, that it doesn't go to our brain, that it doesn't change our actions and our thought process mm. to take us away from you. So that's that's my prayer for courage and strength uh, for these folks. 
And Lord, as we think about uh, you as a consuming fire, we hardly ever think that. We we think of you as a great a great grandpa sitting on your throne and bestowing gifts on us. And uh, sadly to say, some even see you like Santa Claus. It's what we can get from you and what uh, we'll give, uh, or what you you give us on a daily basis. And Lord, if it, if it's just for a moment that we might catch a glimpse of Sinai, the power and the majesty and the awe, and Lord, to realize that you hold our lives and our hearts in your hand, and we're, we're in your palm, and uh, in that fact that it, it might change our attitudes and how we see things and how we see people. So just give us your eyes today, Lord, that we might see the world through your eyes as, as much as possible. We love you, God. We give you praise and glory. We thank you for being so real. Uh, we ask all these things in the precious name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for being with us today. And thank you, folks, for taking some time to listen out in your day. Um, we do hope that this brings um, some relevancy to your life as you walk and, and on this journey along with us uh, for, the, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, he is definitely... Uh, who we need to continue to um, make sure that our lives are in his hands. And so thank you for, for joining us here today. Well, until next week, we do want to say goodbye. And, and again, thank you and continue to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. We'll see you next week. And thank you again. Bye.